Good morning and welcome to our podcast only service this week. Uh, this will be for, for March 22nd, Sunday, March 22nd of 2020. We're doing it this way this week because of the COVID-19 guidelines on not meeting. And so uh, hopefully we'll have that worked out um, to a Facebook Live or, or some other way by next week. And certainly uh, we hope to meet again on April 5th. Uh, so before we dive in, I want to pray uh, for COVID-19, those affected, and, and the ministries that are trying to do uh, ministry during this time. So let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for this technology. I thank you, uh, Father, that you can be glorified in this and in social media and so many other ways. And, and Father, uh, we pray for those affected by the COVID-19, those uh, those that are sick, their family members, uh, we lift them to you for your healing. We, we lift all of us, Father, uh, for your care. And, uh, and Father, that you watch over our health, that you guard our health. May your church at this time, Father, stand up and serve its people uh, as you intended and as you designed. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue on our study of the Roman road of salvation this morning. Lord, stop number three. Stop number one, just to remind you, was Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. It's not uh, that you are too far gone, that you've sinned too much. All you've done is what all others have done. And it's also not true that you can, that you're, you're kind of okay because, uh, well, you haven't murdered anybody, you haven't done anything really, really bad, and so you think you're okay. You're not. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so we have a choice to make, and that was step number two, or stop number two, I should say. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have a choice to make, sin and death, or Christ and life. Now, our next stop this morning is in, in Romans chapter 5. And I have actually preached these verses a few weeks ago as we were studying through uh, the 52 verses every Christian should know. <clears throat> and, and so you may want to look back and, and, uh, and listen to God's great but on Romans 5, 6 through 11, uh, just, uh, just to refresh where we're at this morning. We're gonna, I'm going to use some of that material from that study, but we're also going to look at it from the aspect of the Roman road of salvation. So let's read Romans 5, starting in verse 6. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we have now been declared righteous by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath? For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, through the death of his son, 
then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. So let's work our way through this in context. As I continue to say, the book of Romans is the, is the most complete explanation of the theology of Christ by Paul. Who is Jesus? What has Jesus done? What does that mean for us? These are the kind of questions that Romans has solid answers for. So let's let's move on. What does this say about God? Well, it says that God has a great but. Now, before you pick up rocks and to stone me for blasphemy, let me just read you some verses just from Paul about God's great but. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven says, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. 1 Corinthians 3.6 says, But God gives the increase. Chapter 7, verse 15 of, of 1 Corinthians says, But God has called us to peace. 1 Corinthians 10.13, But God is faithful. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5, some of my favorite verses, say, But God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he has for us, made us alive together with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. Philippians 2.27, But God had mercy on him. And 1 Thessalonians 4.8, But God has given us his Holy Spirit. So you, you've seen the trend, you're getting the idea, God has a great but, because every time we read, but God, it's about God's intervention in the impossible. If we need anything in our world today, it's a but God story. Now it also tells us that God does not hold our sin against us again, ever, ever again. When we place our faith in Christ, we are declared righteous, declared innocent. It is if our sin never happened. And God's wrath has been satisfied in the death of Christ. Sin has to be punished, but it has been in the death of Jesus on the cross. It tells us that God has an incredible love for us, a love that sent his, his one and only Son to his death to reconcile us. We tend to look at our circumstances and, and maybe even look around at what's going on in our world today and think, Maybe God doesn't really love us, but his love stands as the example of love in all of human history. We can always trust the love of God. So what does it say about us? It says that each of us have a but God story. Maybe it was an addiction. Maybe God saved you from an illness or an addiction yeah, I was addicted to this, but God intervened. I was sick, but God intervened. No matter what your situation was or what your situation is, there is a but God story either that you can tell or that is being formed even now. And you know, when you're talking to a, a non-believer, someone who does not believe in Christ, many of them will identify this the a, a but God story as but fate or but luck. Fate and luck have a name, and that name 
is Christ. Jesus Christ. God intervenes in our lives and gives us but God stories. This tells us that you are the target, focus, and purpose of the love of God. Every but God story is based in the plain fact that God loves you so much that he's going to intervene in your life. It tells us that we are justified. We are declared innocent in Christ. What we have done has, can never again be held against us. And it says that we are reconciled to God in Christ. Adam and Eve used to walk in the garden with God. We can walk with God here today, now, because of the blood of Christ. So what do we need to do? We need to consider our but God story. And we need to praise God for it. Every believer has a but God story when God intervened and you were rescued. Contemplate those stories. Maybe especially now in these times, let those stories build your faith in what God is going to do today. We need to remember the, the love of God in Christ. No matter what your current circumstances are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you're facing, the cross stands as proof of the incredible love of God for you. And we need to stop holding our own sin against ourselves. We hang on to our past sin as if, and, and, and we use it as an excuse not to do the work of God today. Our past sin is forgiven. It's taken away. You are declared righteous. You are declared innocent when you come to Christ. Hang on to that instead. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. But God proves his own love for us. Think about your own but God story. Can you see the love of God in it? Can you see the love of God in your life? God has proven his love at the cross, but he continues to prove his love in his everyday care and provision and protection of you. Can you see your but God story today? And notice also that this is about God's love for us. It is not about our love for God. It, in fact, this verse doesn't even tell us we have to love God back. It just tells us God loves us and that he proved it in Christ. I think this is particularly good news because maybe especially in times like this, we doubt the love of God and we think, well, I'm not sure I can love God back. We're not good at loving God all the time. But this verse proves God is always good at loving us. Always. In that while we were still sinners. Again, this is about God's love for us. He took action. He took, he, he took action that proved his love in Jesus before we ever recognized him in our life. Before we knew him or, or acknowledged him as God. We still struggle with sin. But God has never struggled with loving you. Never. This is an important stop in the Roman road because God loves us no matter, not because we can do something good. Not because you're so awesome. You might be awesome. But that isn't why God loves you. God loves you because of who He is. 
He loves you and proved it in the cross. He proved it in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We know we have a sin problem. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know sin has consequences. The wages of sin is death. But God has intervened. God has intervened and proven his love for you while we still have a sin problem. That's power. Christ died for us. Jesus died to pay your price. We cannot have a salvation that's bloodless. We cannot have a salvation apart from the cross of Christ. There is no way to work your way to God. There is no amount of good stuff you can do. It's about God's love for you, proven in the cross of Christ. He died in your place. He didn't die for sin. He didn't die so that sin could go to heaven. He died so that you could, to pay the price for your sin. You and I, we earned that death. Christ took it for us. And so this is now the standard of love, self-sacrificing, always looking for the best in, for the other person, no matter what it costs you. That's the kind of love God has for us. It's the kind of love that put Jesus on the cross. It's the kind of love that we need to keep in our minds today, no matter what we are facing today. In these perilous times that we live in, this is, the, this is our anchor our anchor that draws us forward and upward to God. We know God loves us. He's proven it. And he continues to show us his love in our own but God story. So what's the comfort and challenge that I believe every passage of Scripture has? The comfort of this passage is our own but God story. Or the many but God stories that we have. Or perhaps the many but God examples that Paul gives us in the New Testament. It's a, it's a great comfort to know that none of this is based on how good you can be. None of this is based on how faithful you are. None of this is based on, on how well you follow Jesus. It is all about God's love for you. You are the target focus, and purpose of the love of God. Jesus has paid your price in full so that you can be reconciled to God. The challenge of this passage is in times like these, in, in perilous times when we're facing so much unknown. Life isn't about fate. It isn't about luck. It's, a, it's about God. But God intervened. But God saved me. But God loves me even while I was still a sinner. But God loves you today, right now. We can easily look at, at, at the world and, and get a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately feel for, for God. God, it doesn't seem like you love me today. But God has proven his love before you ever even acknowledged him as God at the cross of Christ. 
but God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to put your name in that verse. But God proved his own love for John, Jim, Matt, Susie, whatever your name is, in that while John was still a sinner, Christ died for him. Or while Susie was still a sinner, Christ died for her. Put your name in that verse. Do you need to make this choice today? Are you seeing God's love in a whole new way today? It, it, your choice can be made. It's a simple prayer. Pray along with me in your own words. See, God, I recognize that I have a sin problem. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I recognize that I have a sin problem. And I, and I recognize that that sin problem causes death. It causes decay. It pays out the wages of death. But I choose life. I choose Christ. I choose to believe that Jesus died in my place on that cross. And so I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to empower me to live today. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.